When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kelly, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O and Joe G with you on a Wednesday as we get set tonight for Game 3 of the NBA Finals between the Celtics and Warriors. Celtics come into this game three-and-a-half-point favorites, 212-and-a-half on the total. Let's talk NBA Finals with uh, our guy Dan Bespris, who is the assistant GM at Sports Ethos, Fantasy NBA Today host, one of our favorite guests on the show to talk some NBA Dan, we get a 1-1 series through two games. Steph is currently the favorite to win the MVP. Let's start there, um, then we'll get to the game tonight. Joe and I were looking at the odds for MVP. Obviously, Steph is the favorite, should be. Do you agree with the books, most of them at least, that have Tatum as a pretty significant number two for finals MVP? I'm looking at Curry minus 500, Tatum plus 550, Jalen Brown 11-1. to I, I think the gap between those two should be shorter. It feels like I think Brown or Tatum could win it if the Celtics win the, uh, win the finals. Yeah, I mean, if you really wanted to get wild, you could look at someone like an Al Horford who would, I mean, had a terrible game two, so that probably took that one off the table, but he was incredible in game one and was arguably their most important player in game one. But as it stands now, and the deeper you get into a series, the more those things start to sort of lock in. So I actually do kind of agree with the books at this point. You saw Tatum have a down shooting game one, but he had, what was it, 13 assists or something wild like that. So even... When he wasn't an impact player, he was still an impact player. And he was the only Celtic to have a half-decent game in their 88-point effort in Game 2. So I, And that was kind of the strategy going into this series was if you liked either team as a series price, you might have been able to get a little bump on that by going Steph or Tatum at MVP instead of the series because it was going to be kind of a, a long trek to get to someone else. That said... And then I'll stop monologuing here. Jalen Brown is the likely other option because he is someone that could go for 25 to 30 points, three, four games in a row, and that would change that complexion. But right now, uh, Tatum to me actually looks like a really good number there at at plus odds because this is 1-1. Like, Steph being that distant of a favorite is the part of that that jumps out as a little bit off kilter to me. Dan, sticking with the Celtics side, Horace Smart, Robert Williams, each scored only two points in game number two. But in game one, biggest reason they won. They they combined for 52 points in game number one. So as things go to Boston for the first time in this series, do you expect those three starters to have bounce-back performances tonight? Yeah, and I mean, you could even throw Derek White into that mix too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, and I keep saying this, in, in almost every series, I'm like, we're going to get a, a nice middle-of-the-road performance from someone at some point, and maybe we're just not anymore because teams, these are two really good defensive teams, so they know what they want to do with opponents. They're trying to push them farther away, no easy buckets. So you get this three-point shooting barrage, which creates all this variance that's actually pretty darn hard to handicap for. Lots of three-pointers still went in, but is it going to be at a 50% clip or a 32, 34% clip or even worse or something like that? So you get these games from 
Horford and White and Smart, where they're hitting 15 threes combined and then come back to hit two in the next ball game. Uh, at some point, it's going to be like, oh, those three guys combined to hit like seven threes. And we're going to go, oh, that's a very reasonable number that those particular players combined to hit. Uh, and it just doesn't it like for whatever it is reason in these playoffs, we get these blowouts because one team can shoot and the other one can on any given night. So maybe we won't actually get a middle ground game. Uh, but yes, I mean, going back home, you're not in the hostile environment. At least one of those three guys is going to play better and probably they just get good performances from them and uh, it should make for a nice ball game because of it. Dan, what do you feel in terms of how long this series is going to go? 1-1, one, one, so we're even through two. Uh, it's a best of five now. The favorite right now sits at six games, but it's close. Favorite is, minus, is plus 135 on six games. Plus 140 is seven games. Are you expecting something six or seven? Or do you think one of these teams could wrestle control now and go? I mean, we see that sometimes. It feels like a tight series, and then, then we could get something that changes that. Do you expect this to go... Uh, if you had a bet it right now, I'll ask you this way. If you had a bet it right now, how many games do you think the NBA Finals goes? I think six is the right number. Uh, someone's going to figure something out and uh, whatever it might, it'll, it'll be a defensive adjustment because offensively, like we've seen, it's going to be a lot of shooting. By the way, you also mistakenly wandered right into one of my greatest pet peeves, and that's that this series, if it goes seven games, goes all the way until the 19th of June, which, oh. by the way, would be 70 days from the end of the regular season i know there's nothing that's going to be done about it but that's nuts that's such a long playoffs 70 days uh and this series only has one game where there's one day off between and it's the two games here in boston i believe so there's this one and then the next one would be friday and every mm -hmm. other game in this series there's two days off in between each game I love basketball. I am a degenerate basketball fan, and I have a lot of trouble keeping track of where I am in the in the finals because of how long they go. Uh, it's, I mean, I know they want everybody to be healthier, so that's the thing. Give travel days, stuff like that, but that's so long. Yeah, and I'm trying not to talk out of both sides of my mouth, but I was complaining when they played every night in the last round, and health was obviously an issue. But can we find some middle ground here? Yeah. Like, do we, okay. I I know you want to be on TV every night, but that was an issue last year, last time around. And now we're like, okay, we're getting two games a week, basically. Like, yeah. okay. After we, whatever it was, three four days off before the finals yeah. even started. So when did the so the last series ended on a Sunday? I think if the finals had seven games, it would be three weeks after the conference finals ended, if I'm getting that right in my head. Mm -hmm. Three weeks. Silly. That's silly. silly. But anyway, I do like six games. I didn't mean to veer off course to uh, Dan Rance this morning. But yeah, I, li I like sure. six. I and I actually think right at the moment, I might be overreacting a little bit, but I, I really liked what the Warriors did in game two. Um, we'll know a whole heck of a lot more after two games in Boston, but I, I do think that their strategy, which failed miserably in game one because all of those other guys went nuts is a, a recipe generally for success if they're focused on taking out most of the big guys for the Celtics. Well, so I, I would lean Celtics and, and you're thinking six. So you're obviously side with the Warriors. The Warriors were the favorite coming into the series and we get that split in Golden State. Okay. Not a big surprise to anybody, especially the way the Celtics have performed on the road throughout the entire playoffs. But now the updated series price is calling it a pick'em. It's like minus 105 on both sides. Do you agree with that? Do you think it's a pick'em at this point? Generally, yeah. 
Um, I, I thought that we might go back to Boston split, although I'll admit, I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought Warriors would take game one and Celtics yep. would take game two. <laughs> but when we get there, how we get there, I suppose. Um, it does create nice opportunities for getting in on MVP odds and series prices when you have a pretty good feel for where things are going to be every couple of games and you can kind of strategize on that front. I, I mean, I'll admit, I'm I'm pretty confused as to where to go on game three. I wish I had a, a strong feeling on this one. Uh, I felt pretty strongly about the over in game one, so at least I got that part of it right. Uh, I thought game two had a pretty good chance to go under, uh, but in terms of the sides, I've been... It's a, at this point, I'm guessing like anybody else. <laughs> like I, I'd love to say that I have a, a good beat on it, but I, I've, I've been uh, not great on sides in the playoffs. And I think it's because we've had so many blowouts where every time I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. The underdog is definitely going to be within five or six points. It's like neck and neck. And then, boom, someone's up by 17 and you're going, all right, well, buy ticket. Uh, so to me, totals have been a little bit more reliable on that front. Um, but no, I mean, in, in terms of where I think the series goes. I think Pickham is pretty accurate, and I, I think it's a way of telling folks without really telling folks. We're mostly with you guys, and this one is going to come down to who hits three-pointers in three of the next five ball games. Dan Baspers joining us here talking NBA Finals Game 3 tonight uh, over in Boston. We were talking yesterday here, Dan, about series props, not just game props, but kind of projecting it for the series. And it's interesting. Kayvon Looney's had a couple of good games here. He's, he's now he's the favorite to lead the um, series in rebounding average. He's plus one thirty-five. We, we thought about Horford at plus two fifty, Draymond at plus two seven. I just wonder with Looney if the series changes, if, if, the, if the Warriors end up going small, maybe his minutes are cut down. I, I think there's some value there on Horford, who plays a lot, and Draymond obviously is not going to come off the court. What do you think about that? Because right now Kayvon Looney is the favorite to lead this series in rebounding average. I'm just not sure he's going to continue to play as much. He's done a good job, but you know I could see him getting less minutes as this series goes on, depending on matchups. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I you know it, it's going to depend a bit, I think, on how Boston decides they want to attack whatever it is the Warriors are doing. He's actually had a really good postseason overall, and probably has done more than we expected. Specifically in the series where it, it looked like maybe he was or was not going to be a bigger factor. The fact that the Celtics are, you know, when healthy, a pretty big team, I think, does lend to him getting in there a fair amount. But like you said, like he's he's a guy that they don't have to have on the floor to have success. I think they like having him out there because they want that extra level of defense against a driving Jalen Brown, a driving Jason Tatum. Uh, but if the Celtics decide to spread this thing out, if they decide to go one big instead of two, that's a way that you might see Looney get pushed off the floor because the, the Warriors are going to want Draymond as, as sort of one of their bigs or their the first one that needs to be on the floor. Um, as it stands, the Celtics healthy. Looney probably does get to see decent minutes. But, I mean, again, there's so many three-pointers in this series. Long rebounds, there does feel like there needs to be a little bit of luck factored in on what direction those things are kicking. And you do see big men rebound less in games, in series where three-pointers are so reliant, or the, the series is so reliant on them. Uh, so, yes, I'm with you. Uh, I mean, and, and I would look at the Time Lord, except his knee, uh, you know, minutes are going to keep him in check, and it does create a lot of opportunity among the Horfords, because healthy, he'll be out there, or the Draymonds, healthy, he'll be out there. I like, I like Big Al. I mean, I love Big Al. I feel like he's just been saving up for these moments, toiling and 
behind Joel Embiid and hanging out in Oklahoma City and all that stuff. And uh, he was never as old as he looked the last few years. Yeah, I want to bet on Time Lord uh, block over, but he should get there. But the, yeah, the injury is just so concerning. And even the extra rest between games one and two didn't seem to help a ton. Uh, what about Clay? He's talking a lot about his struggles, how it's going to turn around. He's watching old highlights, trying to get the, the old Clay back. I don't know that it's a, that it's in there anymore. We'll see. The uh, points prop is 19 and a half. He's had a rough series thus far. Is that going to continue? Mm. It's so hard to know with freaky shooters. It's so hard to know. A good buddy of mine came on my own show and talked about how he felt Jordan Poole was going to have a really tough series uh, mm -hmm. because he is a sort of a slower release guy and the Celtics can defend his style of play a bit better. The thought really was Clay with the quick release. He has a chance to get it going. Um, but it's confidence at this point, I believe. Celtics are, again, a very good defensive team. He sees a couple go in. They're good to go. I think with a guy like Clay, you bet on what you've seen most recently. And that's not a, a great strategy with take with everything in betting because you tend to see numbers over-adjust to, to recency bias. Uh, but when guys are running hot and running cold and you can see it so clearly as you watch the game, the confidence isn't where it needs to be, you ride it. You ride the hot or cold hand in whatever direction it is. And when it turns, you can ride it back the other way. And that, to me, is what we're getting out of clay right now. So I, I wouldn't fade what I've seen until I see something new, basically. Uh, we can't have a segment on the Warriors in the finals without talking about Steph Curry. Steph Curry's three-point prop has been set at four and a half for game number three. <laughs> that is a gigantic number. Yet, we're talking about a player who's the greatest shooter of all time, had seven threes in game one, had five threes in game two. Now he goes on the road. What do we think? Is is that too rich for your blood? Four and a half threes tonight. What do you think of that three-point prop? I'll go under. I'll go under. I, I, and, I, and I wouldn't be that upset if he, makes, if he proves me wrong on it because I love when Steph goes crazy. But that is a big number. That, to me, is where maybe we are overreacting a little bit to something we've seen recently. He's not clay when it comes to sort of the hot and cold thing. He's going to play more into what a defense gives him. He can still drive. He has all those fancy moves around the rim. He might try to get to the free throw line. If it's not dropping, you're going to see the home crowd stuff come in. Warriors have been incredible at home in these playoffs, particularly on the offensive side. And that's a massive number. I know seven and five, like he's cleared it twice, but uh, four is still a pretty good number of three-pointers if he doesn't go there. So that's one where I probably would fade what we've seen recently, and I'll go the other way. I'll, I'll take the under. Plus, I've always loved to laugh with friends when when shots clang out. Like The, the clang, for some reason, it fuels me in a very weird and, and creepy way. <laughs> uh, we see it all the time. Role players step up at home. Anybody on the Celtics that any of the role players like Pritchard or Grant Williams mm -hmm. that, that you think could step up and, uh, and do something tonight, maybe you should consider their props. Mm. If any of them, it would have to be white. Uh, Cause we've already seen it once yeah. and he's getting the most consistent minutes of all of their role, pl role players. And, and I feel like if you're going to take a shot on that, you want to go on someone where you're, you can look at him and say, I think this guy's going to be on the floor for 25 or 26 minutes or more. And we just don't, really know that about the other role players on the Celtics. So uh, if you're looking at a bench guy, Derek White should have a pretty good ball game. I like it. Dan Bresperus, we appreciate hopping on, talking some NBA. He was on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care free to all from the comfort of prize for your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com 
slash BetQL. Nickel or dime next and an NFL team win total. Saw it off the board last night. We'll hit that as well on, on um, right here on the BetQL network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.